There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, listeners. You are about to hear our live question everything that was recorded at this year's Latitude Festival in 2019, all the way in Beckles in Suffolk. That's how far we go to question everything. Now, one of our most esteemed guests is the amazing Kerry Pritchard McLean. Now, I should warn you that the sound quality isn't particularly good, but at the same time, Kerry Pritchard McLean is an amazing creative and comedian, and you'll be able to catch her very soon on A Musical, as well as her recent appearance on Live at the Apollo. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, live at Latitude 2019. Yay! A podcast where myself, comedian, writer, and occasional swear word user, Dane Baptiste, my producer friend Howard Cohen, a.k.a. The Hizzer. Hello! And a mix of special guests, including the audience. Yeah. Pose the questions that need to be asked. We're talking everything from philosophy to creativity to astronomy to astrology to... Oh, to, to, to what's the best way to do a toilet at a festival? What is the best way to do a toilet at a festival? Quick fact, once, didn't go to the toilet for 72 hours. That's commitment. <laughs> Learn from that, children. I mean, this is, discipline, yes. Fun, no. So, just don't look down. That's the key. My God, don't, don't look, look down, down in learn, any festival. Toilet. Learn to smell up. That's the key to surviving a festival weekend. Can I direct my nasal passage upward to the skies? We ask all the questions. That's the point. All, the, all questions. the questions. Also, bring your own water because washing your hands with gel, yeah, it may disinfect, but we all know we're missing parts, right? Anyway, enough of those questions. <laughs> Uh, if you like the show and you get some reception, please find the show on iTunes or Spotify and subscribe and give us some ratings and some reviews, please. That would be a very, uh, very nice of you. Anyway, guys, uh, on today's show, uh, our guest is a amazing Welsh comedian. She was the winner of Best Compare and Best Club Comedian at the Chortle Awards in 2018. She's the director and writer for sketch group Gaines Family Gift Shop, who have been nominated for both Best Newcomer and Best Show Award at the Edinburgh Festival. And her Ooh. TV credits include, have I got news for you, Stand Up Central and Comedy Central, and is now the host of BBC Radio 4's News Jack. Ooh. And also hosts an amazing live show, which will be going, will be on TV's very soon called A Musical. Ooh. Please join me in welcoming the amazing legend that is Kiri Pritchard McLean. Yay! Yay! Oh, it was a quick bit. All right. Hi, how are you? You're Keep it going there. for Kerry, everybody. Sorry, you don't have to do that. Sorry, I'm being. That was very rude of me. Apologies, I didn't know the protocol. It's okay. That's I'm that. here now. We're working right. it all out now. Now, you guys all noticed that Kerry, as I like to call her, Queen of Sequins, is wearing yes. an amazing ensemble here. Yeah, got some on my ass this time. That's right. It's upstairs and downstairs. Just the butt today, guys. Butt sequence. Butt sequence. Something is going to catch on. Educate yourselves. <laughs> Kerry, how are you doing? I'm really good, thank you, Dane. Yeah, and you? I'm good. I'm surviving. I'm sweating flies and uh, 
avoiding urinals, that kind of thing, usual stuff. Yeah, it's um, it's got to the because it's that kind of wet heat, uh, which so now the the portaloos are particularly um, aggressive. They are very aggressive when you walk in. I I know we want to keep trying to move the conversation away <laughs> from festival sanitation, but we know it's at the back of all of your minds. It's at the front of my nose at any point. Smell up, smell up. But anyway, <laughs> on top of the service, how's your festival been? Really nice. Yeah, I got here yesterday and uh, did a podcast in here that was lovely. So thanks, uh, the lovely audiences at the Latitude. Did a musical show that was really fun. And then, um, oh, so we're staying in an Airbnb. Doing all right, guys. Um, no, we, we're over overcrowding it by five people to make it pay. Um, Which you didn't hear here. Yeah, you didn't hear that. And so we're staying at, it's called like Wood Lane Stables or something. And so we hadn't been there yet, but we went there. And they were like, the key's under the plant pot. So we're going under all these plant pots. Can't find it, can't find it. Trying to get in the doors, go back and forth two, three times, looked on Google Maps again, there is another wood lane tables, 20 minutes. We basically tried to break into the house oh of someone who lives near here repeatedly um, because we yeah, we were expecting it to be our own b and cool. it wasn't. Is it a real festival, though, if you don't go into the wrong tent? Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so this, this podcast is all about questions, Kiri. Yes very formal way of speaking I know yeah I love it uh, and, and so the, the, the guest always goes first isn't that right Dave it is In, uh, just by a show of hands how many people have never heard of me or this podcast before it's cool get the f- no. <laughs> <laughs> who so, are you so the way the podcast works guys we keep it very simple the idea is that our guests will get to ask a question they can ask any question it can be funny it can be serious it can be about anything and then how I would ask a question and I will ask a question and then we'll discuss those questions and the answers and then after that, what we're also going to do is add a bonus because you guys have been so nice to come to the show. We're going to have you guys ask questions as well. Ooh, I like that. Well, I've got them in my pocket here. Some of oh, you really? have been asking questions I've in advance. These, I've got all, all right. these questions from the public. Some of them questionable. <laughs> and, uh, and we'll answer them at rapid speed. Oh, rapid I love speed. It. But the point is, guys, given the current social climate, never stop asking questions. That's your right as a human being or a taxpaying citizen. That's the theme of this podcast. I love that they're two different things, a taxpayer or a human being. Yeah. Not never the same thing. <laughs> I mean, some tax ev- evaders, can we call them human beings? That's true. That's mm. true, yeah. There you go. So these are the kind of questions we ask. Anyway, with that in mind, guys, with no further ado, uh, Kiri, thank you so much for being a guest on the, the first live podcast. Oh, uh, is it the first one? Well, well, at uh, a festival. Yeah, a festival. Okay, right. They weren't that impressed by that. Yeah, I feel feel less special now, and it's fine for you to judge as well. You're very special, but (laughs) we're going to find out how special you are because the floor is open to you to ask the first question. Well, I was going to ask, should I get a sauna? Hashtag very basic bitch. Um, But I was like, been saving up. That's the thing I want. And then I looked at the other people's questions, and I was like, you can't ask that because you will look awful. So instead, (laughs) I've gone for something quite lighthearted, which is, uh, is it morally acceptable to have biological Biological children in 2019. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Let's Family Festival. Get out. <laughs> <Your face. laughs> That's a good face. That's a great face, man. Like uh, children, is your just uh, sister's justified? Well, no, you're already here, so it's fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, if you're pregnant, <laughs> get out. You. Don't, don't get out. In fact, find a seat if you are pregnant. <laughs> Where did that question come from, Kiri? Um, well, because I have been thinking a lot about 
the environment recently and the state of the world, and it's a bit scary, isn't it? Uh, so I think there's quite like there's quite a lot of uh, I think it's quite a complicated thing choosing to have a family, um, biologically in particular. It's also like the worst thing you can do for the environment. Um, have a kid? Yeah, have a kid. Where are they? You, mate, you're full of carbon. You and I mean are. that in the nicest possible way. Well, uh, well, he's he's drawing, he's just ignoring me. <laughs> Those could, you can continue drawing, the young man. Don't you worry about that. You do what you want. Okay? Can you draw us? Great. You see you after the show. If you want, but we can't pay you, so you sign it. <laughs> and it's a very good chance you could be coming up with the blueprints to save our environment that's so, true children are the future children are the future that's what but there's a load of them uh, in care that need f- homes <laughs> yeah. so this is oh so this is the point is not so much just like sterilizing people it's no no i'm not you no, oh, okay. this is not Ooh, eugenics yeah. just okay. to be clear welcome to the eugenics <laughs> <laughs> everyone it was, uh, it was getting a bit badger cummy no, so i just wanted to not at all it's because i'm not having children biologically i'm going to adopt um, oh, cuz cool. yeah and think of all the flying i can do with that and <laughs> We'll go on family holidays all the time and it's fine. Um, yeah, so I think that it's, it's, that's why I put the word of having children biologically in there specifically. Uh-huh. Um, well, I think one of the issues, first of all, is that it's not so I mean, for me personally, on the subject of adopting, which I think is obviously a great idea, um, is why there's so much opposition to, like, for example, same-sex couples adopting kids when that would definitely help. So for those, Oh, my God, yeah. I'd, love, I'd love gay dads. I'd absolutely love gay dads. I've always thought that. I don't know. Or gay mums. I'd love gay mums. I don't know if you can adopt the other way round. <laughs> but you then maybe you should be any, able to. Oh my gosh. In any lesbians who would happily adopt me? Yes, please. This is oh fantastic. Do we God. have someone who can do that officially? I. Do you know what? I love cats as well. So this is going to work out. But you're not. Are oh, you not cat lesbians? She's allergic to cats. You're not. I'm not. Well, Pick she the was there first, Kiri. Now, well, Can I ask her some question? Which is, were the cat lesbian? Is that a thing? Yeah, lesbians are like cats. All the lesbians I know have cats. No information for you there, people. Well, there, you uh, there you go. Oh, really? Lesbian well, that doesn't well, like well, cats well. over there. So, but you like. I'll cats. take a dog as well. Lesbians that don't like. <laughs> you got a dog. That's you will get one for me, exactly. sure. Yeah, this go. is working out lovely already. And that's that typifies good parenting. You're going to sacrifice your own comfort for Kiri's sake. I thought you were going to say we're going to sacrifice a cat for Kiri. I mean, that's not what I asked for. What would you want for Kiri as your pa- as her new parents? What they would don't you have to bid to... for me? This isn't <laughs> anyone. No? Do you have a sauna by any chance? Because that would be love, support, and glitter. Oh my gosh! Put it on a t-shirt. I'm moving in. <laughs> Goes well with sequins too. Yeah. Um, so just to ask, uh, just to include everybody else here, uh, just by a show of hands, does anyone here feel like we should be more focused on taking care of the children that are already here as opposed to contributing to our carbon footprint via continuing to produce <laughs> children? Look at all the uncomfortable looking parents. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, do you love your kids? <laughs> Good. They seem to. They seem to. So in the UK, there's about 75,000 children who are eligible for adoption, so in the care system at any one time. There's another group of children who they eligible uh, that who are deemed not eligible to be adopted because they might have more complex needs or, or whatever, so we'll always be in the care system. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, I think the children are amazing and they are the future and they're fantastic. I just don't need one that looks like me to love it. That's what I think. <laughs> I, think I think it's cool. <laughs> also, why would I want them to inherit my varicose veins and bad teeth? <laughs> 
Like, let, let's and throw the dice. And aversion to cats. And my aversion to... I'm actually fine with cats. I'm sort of new, neutral about those. Right. But yeah, I just think that it would be... Maybe if we're, if we're talking about population, because I'm not against population growth, because I... Yeah, but uh, I think that maybe there's other ways around well, it. I'm, I'm going to try and answer the question. Okay. Ooh. Is there a new... An, minimal ooh. Uh, I, I think we should still biologically reproduce. However, let's limit the numbers. Uh, and maybe you have to kind of like pass it. That worked really well in China. Really <laughs> well in China. Well, just tell it. We should just maybe just consider it at a point in the future when we start to run out of all resources. Uh, because, it, it, you know, some people have a million, like so many kids. It's like a lot of kids. Are you talking about Jacob Rees-Mogg? Because we what? should stop him having any more children. Which is an I important... I think six is quite enough. That's a good point. Do you notice a lot of the time the people most outspoken about anti-abortion tend to be the kind of people that you'd be like, if someone had a chance to change their mind... <laughs> They'd have changed their minds. <laughs> I, I just think there might be... There's a lot of people, right? And, and your, your question is therefore interesting in that we, we should at least debate it. I'm not saying everyone should stop having kids. I, but... I want to debate it. My thing is, when we have all these discussions about like overpopulation, I don't think you can have them until we address allocation of resources. Agreed. Because yeah. I, I don't really think the issue... The problem is, is, the problem is well, few people use a lot more Absolutely, yeah. There you go. Okay. Thank you very much. And also, you are the debutant positive heckler at my first live podcast. No, no, just apologise. Thank you very much. I like it. I like it. If you feel so moved inside, get involved. Cool. But there are children around, so keep it cleanish. Please, yeah. Uh, so just by show of hands, how many people here do have kids? And to those people that do have kids, how many people would consider adopting? Interesting. Not as many for the audio listeners. Yeah. Are there any particular reasons why you wouldn't adopt? Or just by, is it mainly financial reasons? Kids are expensive. Kids are expensive. <laughs> Look at that. Crayons being used over there. You That's, don't need two controllers for a PlayStation. <laughs> just share one. <laughs> Only joking. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think, Dane? Yes or no, biological kids? I think uh, I think it's that's a natural uh, biological inclination of us to reproduce. Um, human beings always want to have the continuation of their species. However, I feel like there needs to be a lot of work done, A, to reinvest more in social care because of children who may not have parents. Uh, I think we need to maybe observe or return to more values where you know, it takes a village to raise a child. I think capitalism and individualism contributes very largely to people being less inclined to take care of the people outside of their own household or whatever familial paradigm they have. Um, but I think, as I said before, like, you know, I think you can't really discuss this thing unless we deal with the allocation of resources, even when it comes to things like childcare and social care. And I just think, yeah, I think, you know, there is a very large contingent of people, maybe from same-sex couples and the like, who would be very happy to adopt children, but maybe in their respective nations, they have come up against a lot of legislation that prevents them from doing so, and that needs to end, is what I think. Beautifully said. Yes. <laughs> and... Uh, you, no, no, I agree with 99.9% of it, but yeah. I would say that having worked with children in the care system, mm -hmm. there is... Obviously, we need to make... Uh, there is a reason why it's so stringent. Yeah. Mm. And, like, obviously anyone can have children biologically who is able to... But there is a reason why there are all those balances and checks in place because yeah. often, often children in, in the care system have additional needs. So I, I believe in making it easier, but I don't... Uh, I, mean, I, I, I believe in making it less difficult, but not necessarily easier. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. so and obviously it shouldn't be uh, like systemically homophobic and racist like 
course. Everything is, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's... Uh, Apart from for that guy. Uh, yeah, he actually, he's like, actually, yeah, lots of them should adopt. Um, <laughs> bye-bye, homophob. Need <laughs> 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 to catch up. Uh, it's a very good question. It's a great question. I think we've got somewhere into it. Yeah. But due to time restraints, we're going to move on to another question. Okay, yeah. Was everyone happy with Kiri's question? It's quite, quite heavy, isn't it? Should have maybe gone for the sauna one. No, we keep um, it heavy. We'll, I think we'll, you should I'll... get a sauna, not in your house, uh, and it's just quite a sweaty bathroom environment. It's nothing really that interesting, I'd say. Oh, do you reckon? I sauna think... fans in? Just the bloke Just there. one man just in the middle. Just you can come over, yeah. mate. It's good. It opens your pores. Have, have a sauna. Or, I mean, I think most of us, are, you know, people are still just trying to get houses, much less put a sauna in them. So it's, just, it's just a wooden box, in it? Wooden yeah, box yeah. with a fire in it. Yeah. And that is the kind of places I would have rented in the past. Like, yeah. <laughs> Don't make your own. Though. Don't make your own sauna. That will, that will go down terribly, won't it? Um, well, we'll see. Okay, we'll make your own saunas. <laughs> it's, our, it's our fault if it happens. Um, I'm going to do my question, Dane, because we want to make time for, for the people's questions yeah, at the great. end. So that's why I'm going to do, I'm going to do mine. Uh, where are we, Dane? We're at Latitude, aren't we? We are at Latitude. It's very exciting. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's fun, isn't it? Uh, uh, newcomers, there is space at the front here. This, as, this is not a comedy show, so you won't be accosted or aggressed or asked any uncomfortable questions. Nothing to Come and relax, guys. You've paid off your ticket. You've earned your right to relax. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and I've never been to Latitude before. You've been here before? Uh, yes, yes. It's all right, isn't it? It's lovely. It's, it's my right. favourite one. Yeah, there's lots Very of people, nice. but it's all right. And, Any uh, festival that starts off with yoga in the morning. <laughs> yes, please. It's very nice. There's a literary tent here. Yeah. That's Ooh. amazing. And and Mate, there's a podcast that. tent. How bougie is that? Yeah, it's pretty, it's it's pretty bougie. Um, so my question is all based around festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to go to Glastonbury Festival when I had a body that could cope with camping. Hello! Hello, children. We're just talking about festivals and, and, and the grown-up with you. Uh, I was the person on stage. She's, when was she's this? Again, look. Trying to think how rude I was. About two hours. Sorry about all the stuff you learned. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens at festivals. Yeah. And so yeah. my question to you, Kiri, Dane, and the public, is what's the best experience you've ever had at a festival? Keeping in mind there are children. Yes. Yeah, don't make it sexual. Or, yes. or, 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 well, maybe drug-related, but keep it, you know. How about don't even say sexual now? Um, Kiri, uh, what's your favourite yeah, experience at a festival? Um, it, it, was, it would probably be at... La- oh, no, actually. Okay. So when I was younger, I had a mate whose mum was a big old hippie. She was a Reiki master. Ew. And uh, <laughs> we went to a thing called Dance Camp. I don't know if you're familiar with these things. Um, but they're like full-on hippie festivals before festivals were really a thing. So I went when I was like 10 years old. And uh, it was really—it was just in a field in Norwich somewhere. And it was really lovely. And uh, uh, oh, yeah, it was amazing. And they made us do this thing um, where we basically did a ritual about menstruating and <laughs> as a 10 year old it's amazing how like yes and you are about things that you'll just go along with stuff so we just got like it was very weird that we had to dress in white and then walk behind a bush get changed into something red come out the other side and they go and you're now a woman um, and then I, it was it was ex- it was you know exactly what people think hippies do in a field really um, uh, but there was an amazing bit afterwards where it was it was just um, it, it was loads of uh, women there weren't 
uh, there weren't any trans men who menstruated there. Uh, so it was just loads of women. And uh, we sat around, and then there was, like, these women, some had been through the menopause and some hadn't, were like, ask us anything. And, like, as a 10-year-old, like, you don't really get to ask those massive questions. Of course. So, like, does it, how, how much does it hurt? Does it hurt? Like, how long does it go? Just asking those. And then also telling really funny stories about stuff that happened while they were ragging. And then... Um, <laughs> I just was it was amazing because it was it was like getting like this uh, it was like getting a crash course in in periods that I just didn't know I needed um, and I know I should have been like oh I got off my face on drugs and watched uh, Prodigy not that just a period ritual is actually my favourite thing that's happened to me at a festival but I really liked it not what we were expecting no probably not what we, but maybe, a good one maybe, maybe not one. what you were expecting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know what to expect well she said dance camp <laughs> yeah it's very true well, it was very hard you need to be you know menstrually aware if you're going to be wearing and a leotard, Howard. <laughs> you make valid points, Dan. That's, That's why we spend time together. The nature of the biz. <laughs> uh, do you have a favourite festival experience, Dan? Uh, I have a few. I did a festival last year in uh, the Netherlands, and uh, there were actual toilets there. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I got to see Kendrick Lamar too. Wow. So that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, and then at the end, so, no, so normally I guess you have comedy going on simultaneously with all the music and stuff, but they had all of their attractions. And at the end, they had a very big tent, about 1,100 people uh, for the comedy. So it was just made for a very nice gig. And that was fun. And I got to eat off an actual ceramic plate. Amazing. Do you remember uh, those, you remember? guys? It's been Do you remember those? days since they've had those. Yeah, and then you'll go back and you'll stop at a pub on the way and they'll serve you stuff on a chopping board because that's where we are in this day and age. <laughs> but yeah, I think Just I've, give me a Those are very different experiences. Well, also, <laughs> I've had good times at festivals for different reasons, but I've had like, nice times here. I had a great gig here a couple of years ago and then I had to drive to Bracknell to preview a show, which was a bit of a trek. Um, but yeah, I have good. It's always nice when you see like familiar faces and stuff as well. Actually, it's very nice to see a lot of my comedy contemporaries and Ooh. hang out and see stuff and see what people you look up to look like when they're off their faces. <laughs> Which is Don't always do that, fun kids. for all of us. Don't do that, kids. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you my, my best festival experience, because I was thinking about it coming here, because I don't really go to festivals anymore, uh, children and adults, I suppose, because, uh, you know, I'm getting old. It can't really, my knees can't cope with it. It's, it's a sh- shame, really. What do you mean your knees can't cope? What are you doing while you're What do you mean getting old? Can you not see the crowd? Okay, we're old people. Right? My knees just can't really deal with it. Standing all day, horrible. Right. But I used to, as a child, go to festivals. I used to go to Glastonbury. I used to love it. it was, anyone been to Glastonbury? Yeah. That's good, isn't it? I love it. I went to Glastonbury, and I, I, my friends were such losers, they wouldn't go and watch the things that I wanted to go and see. So I just went off on my own. And I sat on a, on a hill in Glastonbury on my own because I heard two bands were going to be good. Uh, nobody knew who the bands were. And I was like, are they going to be good bands? They just wouldn't come, so I sat on my own, uh, and they turned out to be uh, Muse and Coldplay playing at like two in the afternoon in Glastonbury. And it was like, at that point, Muse and Coldplay, I'm not a big Coldplay fan now, uh, but at that point when they first came out, they were amazing. And I just sat with about 100 people watching these guys play. Oh, wow. And uh, it's a good lesson to children and adults, but children, that uh, give stuff a go at a festival. Music, give music a go at a festival. Well, give whatever you, you want well, to go in moderation. Yeah, and I'm so. now going to be the cold play of comedy, so you're welcome. <laughs> you Everyone's going to hate me. <laughs> That's what it is. It was an amazing experience. When you find something at a festival that you like, like yeah. oh, nobody knew about that. I don't know if you ever had that. It's yeah, amazing. when you discover a gem. Yeah, that's such a great feeling. And then the next day, I saw David Bowie at Glastonbury. Oh. And I wept on my own. <laughs> I'm glad you're all enjoying it because Glastonbury's going to be edited out of this episode. <laughs> 
It's kind of like a rival festival, so we're going to have to get rid of that. I love this section. It's just talking about how good other festivals are. Yeah, so this is going to have a massive, massive We're going to take care of that. Does anyone have a particularly memorable experience at a festival that they'd want to share with the crowd? Nothing too graphic. No, nobody's ever enjoyed themselves at a festival, I guess. Well, uh, apparently sitting down and not having to answer questions <laughs> is the highlight of the festival here. Which when is... we get left alone, that's my favourite memory. What was the first age you went to a festival? Uh, probably it was dance camp when I was about 10. And then I am from North Wales, so when we uh, did our GCSEs, we got straight, got our GCSE results, got straight on the train and went to Leeds Festival, nice. which was um, a brilliant weekend. Sounds mm. good. Yeah, it was good great. Time. I went to V97. Uh, and saw the prodigy. Wow! And, uh, and 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 a young girl was flirting with me, and uh, I didn't realise it. Uh, I want to caveat by saying Howard was also young. At I was time. very young at the time. <laughs> I was like fifteen, and I should have. I should have. Didn't read the signals, mate. I, I still can't really, if I'm honest with you, even for my wife. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, I missed. I missed out there. Well, not really. It's all destiny. You met your wife in the end. Who knows how your life would have turned out yeah. had you, you know, interpreted those chat. signals correctly or had the chat. Yeah. She was getting frisky in Firestarter, and I should have done something, but I didn't. Well, okay. I mean, I would say let it go because it's been a long time now. It's hasn't been a pretty really long time. Clearly, a long time. We haven't really met. That's <laughs> kind of my yeah, thing. So, so it's like the wonder got away if you weren't even aware. <laughs> yeah. so, that's not how that works. That's such a long list. Um, well, that was my question. I hope, hope that meant something to people in this room. No. No. no okay. Absolutely not. He's done a survey. Uh, no. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, Dane, it's over to you for your question. It is over to me uh, for the final question of this section. Kiri, we work together. We have great times. We've shared several green rooms at festivals. Well, festivals, well, even fringe festivals. Now, you guys may not know, among uh, the plethora of talents that uh, Kiri has, uh, very, very good ear for music, and co-runs an amazing show called A Musical, another good friend of the podcast, Jade Adams. Kiri, I predict at some point... They will make a musical about you. <laughs> hey! Oh, wow. My question to you is, because I feel like this would not be able to happen without your consultation. <laughs> so, what would be the title of the intro song to the Kiri Prison McLean musical? Oh, so the opening number. The opening number. I apologise for incorrect I think use. it would be, I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> because I spend my life, because I have attention deficit disorder, mm-hmm. I, uh, one of the things is I overcommit to things. Uh, in fact, I was late for this podcast, I've just realised. Only by 10 uh, seconds. Yeah, I did wander on late to this very podcast. I was only sat there. Um, but So I spend my life being late. So I think me running on stage right at the end of the opening number going, I'm sorry, I'm late. Nice. It's quite a good way to start a musical, that, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I'd go for that. What, and, uh, what would be the t- Have you thought about the name of your musical? Oh, what would be the name of my music? Oh, okay, so I'm pushing this as an agenda at the moment. Um, I want everyone to just stop calling me Kiri and start calling me Wales' favourite daughter. Uh, <laughs> I thought, sure, Ruth Jones and Ruth Maddock will be furious about Um but I'm really pushing the Wales' favourite daughter agenda at the moment. So I think Wales' favourite daughter would be lovely. And uh, will Shirley Bassey also feature in that particular number? I, oh, my God, if Shirley Bassey... No, she has, she's surely a fa- finale number. Or the yeah. 11 o'clock one that happens where it's a big huge song from the protagonist or where they really learn something about herself that's a Shirley Bassey number uh-huh. have you heard oh oh hey. look at that oh Diane represented happy Welsh flag there there's a happy All Welsh right. flag my hen flag no I'm not going to sing the whole thing we love some singing I don't know it um, where are you from 
Connectly. Oh yeah, yeah. Down. I've played at Verde Nest down there. The, it's a horrible venue. Um, yeah, next Sorry, to a hungry where, horse. Where, no, where, thank where, are you, you. where are you from? Connectly. Is, the, is there a, is there an English tr- translation for that that, that place? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you say so? All right. Cool. Fine, fine. All right. Okay. Lesson learned. <laughs> You love musicals, didn't you? Yeah, I do like musicals, yeah. I know a lot of them are naff, but I do love them. Top three? Ooh, top three. Top three uh, musicals. Uh, Hamilton, whitest answer there is. Yeah, but it's great, isn't it? It's so good. It's so good. Uh, Les Mis, I absolutely love. And what would else would I pick? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, I love Book of Mormon because it's actually funny and not just play funny. Um, you know, when you watch a play and everyone laughs and you go, no one laugh if this wasn't in a play. Um, <laughs> comedians do that. They go, you're absolutely stealing that laugh. I'd work to have, have to work very hard for this. But, but hey, Kerry, in the world of film, mm-hmm. does everything with song in it qualify as a musical? I was getting into an argument with someone about uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. We all like the original, don't we? Yes. Yeah, kids do. Yeah, that's my favourite musical ever. Yeah, Pure Imagination. Is, is it, it a musical? Yeah, that counts. What doesn't count? Um... La La Land. I said it. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> Last episode. I'm gonna save jazz. I sorry. say oh, sorry. anything where they just casually sing a song in it. So, like, I wouldn't say that Breakfast at Tiffany's is one because she sings Moon River at one point. That doesn't count. But anything with like a couple of numbers, yes, please. Couple of numbers, Lovely. is the yeah. criteria. Bugsy Malone, that count? Of course, that Bugsy Malone counts. One of the best musicals ever. Absolutely. That's like the entrance musical to get into the musical game, Howard. Yes. I'm just posing the questions. It's question everything. It's the podcast. If you didn't do Bugsy at at school, are you even an actor? <laughs> yeah. We didn't have any drama at school. It was a bit really? disappointing. No, I didn't have any drama. Why did they not want you to be happy? No, they just wanted us to be functional. Yeah, Very sure. functional. No, Super don't functional. Do it. Um, what would your podcast be called, Dane? Oh, my, my podcast is this one. But, um, <laughs> oh, sorry, your musical. Yeah, yeah your musical. musical. What would my musical be called? Uh, I mean, you asked the question. <laughs> Grumpy. <laughs> You're called Grumpy and Musical. I'd watch that. Yeah. Nice. Would you would you write Your it? choice really. <laughs> and that's the kind of, you know way I'd carry myself throughout the whole thing. I, I definitely feel that my podcast uh, would all be about moaning. Oh, just okay. moaning. The whole the first number would just be moaning. Well you better find a name for it that's not too much like grumpy. <laughs> I'll call it the book of moaning. That could nice. do that. That's, that's that good. could work. Very good, that's yeah. Good. 
Ah, I love You could change the words at the beginning. Uh, the opening number in Hairspray is uh, Good Morning Baltimore, and it could be Good Morning. Good Morning Baltimore. Wherever you're based, really, but that's, Baltimore would be easy. That's a good yeah. musical. Yeah. Oh, Hairspray's brilliant. Did you like the remake? Uh, I did actually. I thought they. I mean, they whitewashed how because the original John Waters one is obviously quite like it's got a big part of queer culture, yeah. so they whitewashed a lot of that because it's Disney. But yeah. um, but they made Zac Efron uh, put on weight for the role, so it didn't look as weird that he was kissing a fat girl. Um, but I, I, yeah, I like it because it's about the civil rights movement, um, and I think yeah, I if Disney it. can sneak that in under the radar as opposed to given who started that company, it's, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> question that with your parents, kids. Don't question. <laughs> but uh, that's some. That, that's an interesting question. I I don't think I'll ever have a musical written about me. Oh, don't say that, mate. I'm going to tell everyone get... here now. That's never going to happen. No, you could get very sick and be an inspiration. You there don't. You go. <laughs> that's the only way, Kiri. Well, if anyone has any ideas for their musicals of their own names or musicals for myself or Howard or Kiri, feel free to tweet us and let us know on the podcast. Not now, with, yeah, not now, but the, in a bit. The, uh, now Good luck the, getting signal now. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm getting some right here, but now for the part most of you have been waiting for, Ooh. those of you who didn't leave. Now, uh, Howard, in advance, before the podcast began, went around to speak to some of our guests. Did uh, some producing, mate. Did yeah. some producing. And to ask for some questions, uh, you know, so this the is people themselves. audience questions. These are audience questions. I'm it's just checking them for uh, sanity. Um, and legibility. Yeah, and legibility. Some of you are on things the way you write. Shame. <laughs> Now, it's interesting, this cross-section here, because it tells us a lot about you, and some of you are very trivial, and some of you are very serious. And it's fine to be both. Exactly. So we're going to start with a very, very... No one's wrote their names on it, so I'll just make up some names. So this is from John. Um, and John asks, what's your favourite sandwich filling? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, can, can I answer please, this? Of course you please, can. please. Okay. Every now and then. I'm not really a huge sandwich person, but... Crisps? No. That, that's a great Someone's answer, right? Yes. That. Someone's applauding yeah. that. Disgraceful. Thank you so much. More applause. Yeah. Which Kiri brings, but that makes me wonder how come, like in Subway, knowing full well people like crisps in their sandwiches, they should just have crisps there, right? Right? When you're Because oh, they like, wouldn't keep them. in the refrigerator. They go all floppy. I've tried to put crisps in the refrigerator. I feel like Subway are not as concerned about standards, so. Because <laughs> once it's cheese and toasted, it's all the same. Sorry to let you know that, kids. Um, the people who work them, assembling them, my friend was one, and they're known as sandwich artists. How, how lush is that? You think that's bad? If you work at Disney, they call people Imagineers. Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, so, just a crisp sandwich is your ideal feeling? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to specify the crisp, because it depends how hungover I am. Yes. Thank you so God. I feel like I could start a cult here. Do some, do some crisps fit into sandwiches better than others because I feel like Monster Munch probably lays flat pretty well mm. yeah. Pringles very homogenous in their design Yeah. Mm. whereas kettle chips you're all over the place what's going on right Pier- well, piercing through the bread <laughs> now the roof of my mouth is inflamed depends what bread you're working with um, is the other thing as well I mean I don't want to lean into it too much guys but if you're going for a crusty baguette you can absolutely shake some kettle chips into yeah. that or just some basic white bread. I know where I am, Latitude. I'm just trying to... I'm sorry. Oh, come on. That. This is a sourdough <laughs> crowd. Full of yeah. rice. Look at all the catcher. There's someone with catcher back there. I can see They're it. They're all yeah. gluten intolerant in here. Now, I am anti-crisps in sandwiches. And I can tell you the reason. I've been thinking of why. Because you're middle class. No. I, I'm not, actually. But thank you. I, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I don't... I, I want to eat a sandwich... 
and have a bag of crisps next to it. Thank you at the front. Cat lesbians at the front. But I mean, uh, you can't call them that. It's really offensive. But you, um, you were going to... Uh, She's I'll different, just, Howard. I'll, I'll just edit their, it out. Well, she's their child. They're my mums. I can yeah, call exactly. them what I want. Exactly. Respectfully. I'll edit it out. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I want to eat crisps and then eat the sandwich. You know what I mean? But I will have assembled it, so I will be in the mood for a crisp sandwich. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's flawless. So we're just basically heading it versus people with OCD, it sounds like. Nice. So some people like everything separate and some people like get it all together, mate. I love it. Uh, Day- Daniel's? Favourite sandwich filling? Favourite sandwich? Ah, uh, uh, gonna sound ridiculous like jam what what you're a bear <laughs> you win, are you winning the poo Dane oh, there's, come on, there's not a war on Dane you can do better than sandwich. jam now how often are you eating a jam sandwich not very often based on this oppression <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah peanut butter peanut yeah. butter and jam I mean fine. I would rather peanut have plain bread than peanut butter what this is no no, no. Uh, it's fine I knew that I knew the risk when I made the statement I knew I'd lose some people. Thanks for joining us for the last episode of this podcast. Uh, Can I also also throw a hat in the ring for not just peanut butter, but putting on butter first and then peanut butter as well? So decadent. I feel like a king. (laughs) What a question. Anyone here who asked that question still here or...? I mean, no. Oh, it was the child. It was the lady at the back. She didn't even want to write a question. (laughs) Okay, next question, because we've got a few to get through. Um, uh, We'll do a couple of quick ones. Um, Dream topping or instant whip? What? Dream topping or instant whip? Just what? Okay. I don't know know what they are. I think it's like... Cream things. Oh. Plastic food. Oh, yeah. Anything you've got to shake out of a can, I'm not mad on. Yeah, I agree. So neither. I'm also lactose intolerant, so neither does work for so me. Neither. Okay, next question. Hunt or Johnson? Neither. Um, <laughs> next question. Jeff Goldblum, Justin Bieber, JLS. Oh, I'm going to change this. Which one would you like to make uh, sweet, romantic, purely Friends meaningful with. love to and uh, marry or kill? Um, cuddle, kiss or marry? That's how we'll do Okay, yeah. good. Cuddle, and kiss, just, or marry. Can I just say, can I blow this game wide open for you? You all play uh, cuddle, kiss, or marry. Uh, uh, well, let's, say, let's say cuddle, marry, and uh, dump. Yeah, because it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shag, marry, kill, isn't it? Uh, but that is, that is not a good game. No. Uh, the game you should be playing is um, cuddle, marry, cruise. Stay with me. So the cruise <laughs> element um, is you have to go on a cruise with this person. You spend 24 hours a day for a year on a cruise with them. You've got to share a cabin. That makes the game a lot harder because we've all got one that we would happily kill but cruise with... Uh-oh, who are you going to wow. cruise with? So oh, I, I would marry Goldblum, clearly. And who was the other? JLS and Justin Bieber. Oh, my gosh. I would... Uh, I can't say I would cuddle JLS. There's four of them. Um, In cold conditions. (laughs) Okay, yeah. I'd cuddle JLS in cold conditions, whatever that is code for. Um, And I would... uh, What was the code? Cruise. You had cruise left. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that means I'm cruising with Bieber. Yeah, that's... I'll cruise with Bieber. I'll sort him out. Yeah, I'll sort him out. And where did Jeff Goldblum fit into this? I I would marry him. We would all marry Jeff Goldblum, wouldn't we? Unanimous, yeah. I I would cruise with... Goldblum, I think I could handle his company more than anyone else's. Then I would cuddle JLS, right? Because why not, man? We should hug more. And then marry Bieber just for the profile. Nice. <laughs> then, you know, amicable divorce. I bring out the book, right? 
Everybody gets paid. Good times had by all. Always. Uh-huh. Great lesson there for everyone. It's the world I'm in now. Should we keep going with these mad I audience love questions? Them. I love these okay. questions. Um, some of them are getting slightly more serious. Um, is the current political turmoil all our fault? Yes. Yes. No, it's not yeah. our fault. I blame everything. Now, this is nearly my... Uh, on Margaret Thatcher. Um, I think there's a, there's a few things that have happened that have manifested. I think she decimated our manufacturing base, which yep. is a huge part of why we weren't resistant to an economic crash. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think the phrase, no such thing as society, has done untold damage to the yep. world that we live in in that we all believe that our, our we shouldn't care of anything outside of our immediate families and friends. Exactly. And I think that we're all in this together. And I think that the idea that we've perpetuated that you shouldn't care about other people is disgusting and, uh, and has led and, to and a lot again, of the situation like said, we're in like now. For example, the question you first posed in terms of like, you know, kids being available for adoption and people being less inclined to take care of people without their last name. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think myself i wouldn't like to say we are to blame for the current political climate i think there's a big difference between culpability and responsibility so we're not necessarily to blame but i feel like we should be responsible uh for be- for being politically aware and uh you know hence the origin of this podcast to keep questioning stuff like i said if you're a taxpayer you're a part of society you'll be dependent upon you know to ease the suffering of people from austerity and stuff so you should be able to question people who you basically you pay their salaries See, the customer is always right, apart from <laughs> politics, funnily enough. <laughs> so, you know, all of these people to whom you pay into a tax base, they are accountable to you. So you are responsible uh, for questioning that for the sake of your own well-being and that of your children. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I also... Oh, no, I'm not going to get into that. I'll take too long. Okay. Um, <laughs> would you rather snails for eyebrows or slugs for toes? Ooh. Who's got... Is someone okay? Is everyone... A- <laughs> Definitely slugs for toes. I think I could hide that better. Imagine the socks at the end of the snail. day, though. What an absolute snail. disaster. Snail eyebrows? Yeah, I can't have snail eyebrows. Unless I'm in showbiz. Did. I can't have snail eyebrows. What would you, you rather, yeah. would you rather have snails for eyebrows or slugs for toes? Slugs for toes. Slugs. Yeah, How many see. people slugs? That's half. Yeah. All notes, three quarters. How many people snails? Who's happy to go around with snails on their face? You're a liar. I don't believe you want snails on your face because I'll go and find two right now. Right. <laughs> it's a whole new show that we're doing in a minute, live on Facebook. Um, I feel like slugs for toes works because, like, I'm on a flight. Someone comes to sit next to me. It's a very passive-aggressive wrestle for the armrest. So I'm like, now it's time to relax. Seatbelt signs off. Have a look at these. <laughs> Seat to myself. Good choice. <laughs> Good choice. Um, we've got three more questions, and then we're gonna we're gonna go. Um, do comedians use swearing to hide not being funny? <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I do think that uh, people make value judgments on swearing as a, as a way of implying intellectuality which doesn't exist. So I swear in my act, and it's not because of a lack of vocabulary, it's because I, like, there's a, there's a rhythm, and sometimes they can be used to emphasise stuff. And uh, so, I think that it's really, really, it's also a class thing that people uh, go, oh, well, that person's swearing, so they can't have any insight. And I'll uh, say to them, that's poppycock, sir. Exactly, yes. You're a buffoon, that's, and I don't care who knows. That's nincompooper of the highest level. But I, what does happen sometimes is when you are scared and you're struggling at a gig, sometimes you're finding it tough, or you're doing newer stuff, you will swear more because it's sort of buying you thinking time. So by the time a routine is as lean as it can be, there probably won't be half as 
um, as much swearing as there is uh, when you're starting it off. Um, but no, I don't think it means that they're hiding, that they're not funny. Um, I think if you approach things like that, um, that that's... That's very, can get very elitist. Yeah, yeah it is elitist. Exactly. Yeah, but what I, it is. And also, you have to remember that like uh, profanity only carries the weight that we give it. So, for example, if you perform somewhere where people may not necessarily speak la- English as their first language, the swear words you may use aren't going to carry any the same weight. So, you know, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make a difference. Mm. But also, I think a really well chosen, well placed swear word from a oh, comedian. Oh, absolutely. Did oh. you want that one now? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I don't know. It depends what the rudest word these kids know is. I don't know what the... In, <laughs> no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that, <laughs> no, sorry. No, uh, uh, no, no, no. Interestingly, I did... Uh, my, uh, a friend of mine is a comedian. Her father is a, is a comedian of, from sort of the 60s, and I went to his um, 60s party, and there were loads of older co- comics there doing a turn, and they were absolutely amazing. And there's this one guy, I won't name him, but he was absolutely ripping this gig, but really, really funny. And there was two older guys next to me, and they went, you know what, it's brilliant, because he's not had to swear once, he's not had to resort to swearing once, he's just funny. And he was really funny. But what they did mention is, he'd been incredibly homophobic about eight times. <laughs> So what their sensitivity is related to is like, oh, well, at least he hasn't sworn and he's very funny without swearing. But like, yeah, but he has just like said that he thinks Dale Winton's disgusting, which I think is worse, Much worse. than the F-bomb. So I think that language is, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's an elitist it, thing. It's as subjective as the art itself. Oh, uh, nice, Dane. Yeah. Nice. Um, uh, this young girl, I think you've got a question of you. Oh, no. no, okay, it looked like you had. I've no, you your hand up. She's, That's a, she's, she's got it all worked out. Yeah, she, she knows. You've seen a headband. You see if you want to ask us a question, you can. We like, you know, uh, questions from the minds of children. Anything you like. You can have a think. Do you want to think? Have a think. Yeah. And while we answer the last question, which is if we were to start a new civilization on Mars, <laughs> should we take organized religion with us? Crikey. Uh, well, what? Everyone um, well, left the tent. The yeah, thing is. <laughs> The thing is, it'd be tough because I guess a big part of the narrative about religion, especially Abrahamic religion, is that all the significance takes place on Earth. So, you know. But yeah, that's rare. Oh, well, no, in fact, Scientology, they do talk about aliens, so they're the only ones who've mm. got the Mars boxed off, really, aren't they? Did they mention <laughs> that? This was in our book, so... What's, what's the Scientology book called, anybody? Is it Diet, Study of Dianetics? Is that the yeah, I think... Did they, did they mention Mars in that? Mm. Has anyone seen Battlefield Earth? <laughs> if you haven't, don't watch it. I had to watch that on a cruise. There was nowhere to go. So don't that's how Mars that. will feel. It's one big cruise. Yeah, it's one big cruise. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, theoretically speaking, if we when we begin to colonize Mars, it's a whole new beginning for us. And I think I guess our chronicling of that will be interpreted by different people in different ways. And, that, and maybe that's kind of where the narrative of religion comes from, because there are a lot of times when you wouldn't be able to explain certain things or certain things will carry a lot more gravity than they do now. Like, for example... Yeah. i tell you what, exactly. though. If, 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 if people go and start a civilization on Mars, we're never going to hear from them again. They're not going to be interested in calling us. Do you know what I mean? No, we'll they're going to just be off there and they're going to be like, we've got so much space. We're so, we're so much more relaxed out here. I will say, though, uh, where religion is concerned, anybody within their religion's narrative who is opposed to immigration... Don't come to Mars. Stay where you are. Since you've got such a big problem with immigration, you stay on Earth. <laughs> you stay on Earth. I think um, I I think each to their own. I think religious freedom is important. Yeah. But I also think that even if we went no religions up there, people would start something similar to that because I think oh, how people are like evangelical atheists. That's practically a religion. I mean, I religiously oppose the remake of Total Recall. <laughs> 
where they didn't even go to Mars. Disgraceful. They never mention it again, Dane. We've talked about this. All right, I'm sorry, everyone. I was an emotional outburst. Dane. You just let the second total recall just go. Um, uh, our friend, our small friend, the child, has a, has a question. Come on, come and ask your question. Uh, for... What's your name, mate? What's your name? Lizzie. 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 Lizzie, everyone. Yeah. Just say it into the microphone. Why do flowers have nectar? That's such uh, a good question. Oh do you God, know the answer? That's a really smart question. You don't know the answer already. Wow, we could really affect no. how well you do in science in a few years. I mean, it's not necessarily panic. I just want to give an accurate answer. Mm. Is there anyone here with background in horticulture or botany that could answer that question? Isn't it to attract bees, which help them pollinate and make other flowers? So the bees smell the nectar and they're like, that stuff's delicious. Uh, so they fly in and they're like, no, 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 no. And as they're doing that, their, their little legs are covered in all that yellow pollen and then they fly to another flower and then that's how flowers have babies. I think that's why you have nectar. There you go. That is the first time I've used my A-level in biology, guys. That was used very I'm well. I'm so glad we could share that moment together. Lizzie, it is important to note, however, that Foster's is not is the amber nectar, but not the same kind of nectar. <laughs> That's my valid. <laughs> Do you have a question, madam? Yeah, come on. Come on, come on, come on ask a question. What's your name? Eloise, everyone. Eloise. Really interestingly, you might not have seen it, but Eloise took longer to re- reply to the answer about what her name Do was I than if she name? wanted to ask a question. Do I have a name, not a latitude? Oh, my name is Dane. You are late, Eloise. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and that's fine. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not here to judge you. You do whatever you want. You just don't share it oh, with Oh, this is going to be actual like quizzes now. Okay. So, I've always thought, why is the sky blue? But I think it's because of global warming. Am I right? No. Nope. No. Nope. No. Nope. It's, it's light being refracted at the distance. At the makes wavelength, it which makes it look blue. You did do very well in GCSE well okay. physics. Well, that's no reflection of who you are as a person, Eloise. <laughs> that question. You better not cry. No, it's a good cry. Okay. Oh. Oh. Enjoy your Thank question, you, Eloise. We're going to wrap this right. up. Do right. we have any that's more quick those. questions? Uh, any more questions? <laughs> yes, no. madam. First of all, what's your name, miss? Leslie. Leslie, thank you for coming. Your question hey, is. Hey, Leslie. Cool. Always is relevant when you're Cornish. Oh, nice. Cream tea, jam, or cream? Everyone to blow it wide open. Let's say, is it scone or scone? But no. For me, it's it's jam and then cream. Yeah. Because the jam has got structural integrity, and then you put the cream on top, and it can do what it wants because it's fabulous. Yeah. Well, I'm that's, sorry, that's, I'm, that's I'm, an answer. Sorry, guys, I'm working class. What are we? What's, what's the? Because uh, then you can watch me uh, eat okay. it. Dave. Oh, oh, We're going to okay, get cool. one on the way home. We're going to get one. Okay, I'm going to get one on the way home and have a, and have my best festival experience ever. Well, no, not if you're lactose intolerant, Daniel. You'll have a horrible time. All right, so then yeah. maybe a, a, is there a lactose-free cream available, Leslie? Yeah, there is. It's vegan. I have a Cornish-based question. <laughs> Why is your vanilla ice cream yellow? Oh. It's because it's creamier, but it's because of the higher fat content from the cows down there. Oh. Farmer's daughter, guys, I'm just blowing out facts here. There you go, smashing it. <laughs> any, any more for any more? Uh, oh, you got another one, Lizzie. Right. Are we doing your homework for you? Is that what's happening? <laughs> Why do people need sleep? Oh. oh, I do know this, actually. Ask your parents. Yeah, Dad. Ask your parents. Yeah, Dad. Why can't you get up and play? That feels very <laughs> passive-aggressive because he's lying, clearly trying to have a nap. <laughs> and she's like, why do some people need sleep, Dad? 
Um, Lizzie, why do you think people need sleep? Oh, so in the morning, if they've got things to do, it means they're fully energised. That's yeah. the perfect answer. That That's exactly right. Answer. Brilliant. Let's well hear it for Lizzie, done. everyone. Thank you, Lizzie. Can't do that. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you, Lizzie. Thank you, Eloise. For all of your questions. I think that's all the time we've got for the questions. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, and however this you choose to fine. identify. Um, we have one more. We have one more question. One more? Um, boy at the back. With, with, the hype, with the hype shirt on. What's your name, bro? Is your name Indigo? Indigo. Cool. That's a cool name, man. That's fine. We do, we do serious. Good question. For those who didn't, it's a great question. Yeah, what a great question. I mean, yeah, part of me is sad that up. someone your age Did has to even ask that question in today's society. But uh, the question was, do you believe there has been a rise or resurgence in racism? And if so, why? And Louise, did you want to answer the question? <laughs> I mean, I feel like Eloise, as a no, no. black guy, James yeah. is probably better. Welcome to Eloise. Questions everything. I want, I want to, I want to let you guys know that Eloise was not trying to race explain or blackchronize me. <laughs> she just punctuated the question by saying Trump, <laughs> which is well put, Eloise. So Very thank well put. You. No, I. No, it's cool. Dame, what, what, Dame, what's your take on that very pertinent question? Uh, I, I, I do agree. I think there has been a, a rise or resurgence in uh, racism. I, myself personally, I think the main reason has been that it's been the most effective scapegoat for uh, austerity. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I feel like uh, for preceding generations to your own, people don't tend to have the same level of problems with immigration or other races when they could have a certain standard of living. Mm. And, you know, no one minds immigrants when they can afford to employ them. Yeah. I think uh, with austerity, uh, uh, governing bodies or the powers that be uh, who are accountable for a lot of the financial difficulty we're having right now globally are blaming that on other people. And it's very strange. We're in a free market on a supposed uh, capitalist market whereby money is globalised and can cross borders. And even though capitalism is supposed to be a system of uh, capital versus labour, no one can understand why labour has to cross borders as well. So rather than explain that to the laity or to most people, what you tend to have instead is people are blamed or the, sh- the blame is shifted to other people. And it happens time and time again. So in, well, in 1929, there was the Wall Street crash. There was a global economic crisis. And then over the next decade... Uh, you can see there's an exact rise in hate crimes and racism towards people. So Jewish people were blamed, black people were blamed, and that, like people became institutionally racist because when people don't have money, they look for people to blame, and they never blame the people at the top who are quite often causing it. They blame the people who are at the bottom because it's easier. And so ten years later, you have the start of World War Two, and now we're ten years. We had an economic crash in 2009. We're now ten years on, and we're seeing a, a peak in all this stuff. And hopefully, it's going to drop again. But it's I guess it's up to people like us to. But, but maybe well, people like yourself who have you know are a lot more enlightened and uh, you know yeah. even you know having the courage to ask a question like that is uh, very admirable so i think thanks you guys <laughs> bit of a downer though mate to end yeah. on <laughs> do you well, like jam sandwiches or crisps I, actually i mean it's it's a, it's a very yeah it's a very severe question but at the same time you know it's actually refreshing for somebody of your heritage to ask the question so you're very clearly aware of it which means you know you're a lot more aware uh and preceding generations who have taken a very long time to even acknowledge their privilege. So even being aware of it is, and, you know, identifying a problem is the first step to uh, coming up with a solution. So thank you very much for that. 
And that's the end of the show. It's the end of the show. Can we have a round of applause for Kiri, please? Thank you very much, Kiri. And uh, Kiri, please let uh, this wonderful audience know where they can find you. Um, what have you been doing? Oh, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter and that. Find me on that. Yeah, She's good. Good. Check it out. And uh, check out a musical coming soon. Yes. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Special Deputy, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, you can get him at danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at Dane Baptiste. And I'm touring next year, too. He's on tour. Our guest was Kimmy Pritchard McLean. Yeah. You can follow Kimmy on Twitter at Kimmy Pritchard MC. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. Yeah. Follow me at the Howard Cohen. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. And uh, if you like the show, review it on iTunes. Question everything, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you, everyone. All right. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.